Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is June 28th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. And it is the offseason. It's officially the offseason. The NHL season of 2021-22 is complete. The Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champs. And now the fun begins for the Bruins. And by fun, I mean real work to be done. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of news about the Bruins over the last bunch of weeks. Uh, There was quite a bit at the very end of last week uh, of rumblings and rumors and news and reports. So Connor and I tackled all of those big things in this episode. Uh, We went from the Don Sweeney news to the Patrice Bergeron news to the potential favorite to be the next head coach and what it all means for the Bruins are going. You might not love it. You might not love the direction. But we broke it all down on this episode. We, you can always count on us to give you some truth, right? We're all about the truth, not about just pleasing. Yeah, we're about, uh, about giving you the truth about what we, where we think the Bruins are headed. So that is what this episode is all about. As always, our good friends, uh, Bet Online are our sponsor. Uh, make sure to go support them. Use our promo code CLNS50 to get a 50% cashback bonus on your first deposit. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Connor Ryan. <laughs> And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Back from vacation. Nice fun week in the Cape. On top of that, Kale McCarr is now a Stanley Cup champion and a Conn Smythe winner. So that just like capped everything off perfectly. Um, so excited for him. So great to see. Uh, not surprised in the least. Three years in, already a Cup champ, Norris Trophy guy, Conn Smythe, Calder. I mean, geez, do you really, it's interesting. The Kale McCarr stuff, we have a whole, like, we have a lot to get to today's show. So I'm going off the script a little bit here because uh, as people know, we have everything scripted. Every word of is course. scripted. We have a full script. I have a teleprompter actually right, yes. right in front of me. So, so, we don't, so we, I, not to unveil like, you know, the, the podcast and making magic, but you know. How the sausage gets made. Exactly. Yeah. 
sometimes you can see the words scrolling through your eyes. Yes, um, exactly. Reflecting off of it. But it's interesting. You know, a lot of stuff gets talked about with the Norris, Charlie McAvoy, Adam Fox. Obviously, Kale is the number one guy right now. Roman Yossi, Victor Hedman. Do you see a lot of people kind of say, oh, it's Kale McCars for the next you know bunch of years. I feel like that's not true. He'll always be in the mix. But I think voters like to have some differences. I feel like it's not going to be him for the next six straight years. I hope I'm wrong on that, but I don't I think it's going to fluctuate a bit. Yeah, I, I imagine a little bit. Uh, I think voter fatigue obviously always plays into that if not it would be you know you make the argument that be like lebron james every year for mvp right like i think it kind of depends on the situation with the player mcdavid. um yeah exactly with mcdavid yeah exactly so it kind of depends on the situation with the team a player um there could be also very much a case where i could totally see like macaw winning the hot instead and be like all right we'll give like the norris to you know that's like the with the uh, like mcavoy will finally win It'll be like Makai has like 110 points or something like that. McAvoy <laughs> has like 65, but his underlying numbers are great and he'll get the nod, something like that. So that's kind of how I view it. But yeah, I don't think Makai will win, you know, Norris for the next six plus years, but I, I think he's going to win at least a couple more, I think, over yeah. the stretch. I think uh, much to the chagrin of the rest of the NHL, I think he's kind of just getting started. That guy has got, I think his ceiling's a lot higher than what we've already seen so far, which is terrifying. Which is wild that that's just only going to get better. Uh, And he's young. Like it's, and, and the way he moves and everything is just um, terrific. Anyways, lots of Bruins news to discuss. We are Bruins beat. We're not UMass beat or avalanche beat. We are Bruins beat. So we do have to discuss these things. Um, A lot of pieces of news have come out. Uh, since the end of last week, uh, we'll go piece by piece and then we'll kind of dissect what it all means. So uh, the first piece of news, uh, which was first, I believe it was uh, it's I'm going between Sweeney and uh, Bergeron was the first Bergeron, Bergeron was, the first. was the first. Yeah. So Joe McDonald reported that he's hearing Patrice Bergeron has decided to return likely on a one year deal with the Bruins. Steve Conroy had then said that Bergeron's on vacation. Uh, expects to return meeting with Sweeney this week, the current week that we are in. Uh, so Bergeron's back. A little bit surprising, considering all the stuff we'd heard for the past bunch of weeks, the direction the team was headed, uh, the injuries we kind of said, does he really want to return to like this? But now you've got your 1C. You've got your 1C. You at least have that going into next season, which is really like the first bit of positive Bruins news Bruins fans have had uh, this offseason. They only have about $2.5 million, uh, in cap space. Yeah. So you are going to have to get creative with how you re-sign Bergeron. Do you deal off uh, other salary? Like, wh- what do you think they have to do with that? Because we know what Bergeron's impact on the ice will be. What about uh, when it comes to the wallet? Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest issue is, you know, you see Bergeron Coming back, you know, pretty much now what the that was the biggest domino, right? Like we could talk about who the coach is going to be, all that stuff with Bergeron coming back. You know that they're at least going to try to run it back. So if you want to be competitive, get to clear up some cap space, right? Not only to fit in Bergeron's contract, which who knows if it's going to be a bargain deal, whether it's going to be incentive laden, where maybe you can push some of those bonuses into next year. But even if that's the case, let's say it's two million in baseline salary and a, a couple more million and stuff that you can put into overages next year. Uh, just running it back with this current roster with a 37-year-old Bergeron, not really going to move the needle, right? Like, you need to add to this team, whether that is getting another 2C and whether that's David Krejci, whether it's freeing up cap space and throwing money at a guy like Nazem Kadri, 
uh, trading for a guy, anything like that. You can't run back with the same exact core, uh, the, the same roster that, you know, was failed by the same issues that have hurt this team in the past, right? With secondary scoring, uh, maybe needing more, uh, you know, sturdier personnel on the blue line, all that stuff. This roster has pieces to build around that they'll be at the very least competitive, especially when guys are healthy. But if you're making that call to, to run it back with this core, uh, I don't know. You look at that uh, Stanley Cup final, you look at the way Colorado and Tampa Bay played, uh, and you put like just the Bruins in there, like you replace uh, the Lightning with the Bruins. Would not be fun, especially when you look at that roster and what it'd be next year if all the only change you can really make is Bergeron. So whether that's trading guys like Craig Smith or Eric Hall or buying out Nick Foligno or moving Mike Riley, uh, you're going to have to subtract from this current NHL roster just to uh, free up cap space, which one is a necessity. And two, if that's the case and you're moving out NHL talent, you better be adding capable talent back or you desperately need some of these younger cheap players to, to hit on kind of the minutes that they're going to get. It's like that meme where the soldiers are all lined up against the wall. And then there's the clown, the clown like the Bruins would be the clown. And like with the avalanche and, yes. the, and the lightning in there, so out of place, but you're hundred percent right. Like you, you have to free up space because as we get to, not only do we think that they're kind of with the lineup right now, they're headed to be a middle of the pack team. The, the moves they're making front office wise and what they're looking to do with the head coaching position also indicate that this is going to, and we're going to kind of get to this later on more in depth, but this is a middle of the pack team. And, and it's hard, again, it's hard to move away from that because you don't have a ton of cap space. That's why kind of, I think as the weeks went on with Bergeron, uh, you know, people kind of being like, well, Bergeron might not return. I think a lot of people came around to the fact that like, you know, if they stink this year and rebuild and do it quick, then it might be worth it. And I think now that he's coming back, it's like, oh, great. Bergeron's awesome. Yay. But for the rest of the team, it's like, I don't know. Like, you're still where you're at. You're just delaying the inevitable where you, you're going to have to do this at some point. Now, Bergeron wants to come back. Like, take him. You know, obviously yeah. you take him. You don't, like, say no to Patrice Bergeron. But I don't know what other uh, – you're gonna they're going to have to get creative uh, yes. when it comes to uh, filling out the roster and, and changing it away from the problems that they've had in the past. And it looks like, finally, the guy who's running the show in the front office will be getting his extension. It was reported a few days after the Bergeron thing by Joey Mack again. Bruins and Don Sweeney have finalized the GM's contract extension, which we've been waiting to hear for quite a while, almost to the point where we're kind of thinking, you know, is there a chance? So that, is, are they, they going to give him the ax too? Like, it's like that, I think I've made this joke before, but it's like in the dark night when, when they're doing the bank robbery and everybody <laughs> shoots the next person. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's Cassidy, Sweetie shoots Cassidy, runs downstairs, Neely shoots him and it just continues on. Um, it's like the no elevator scene in The Departed. Yes. <laughs> yes, that too. And I just look at the Sweeney thing and I, I just think, nah, okay. Like, no one's surprised by it. No. Because we've known about this for a while. We've talked at length about why it's not the right move, about how they probably should have moved on from Sweeney a while ago. Uh, but now you're doing it. And I, I don't know if people really have the confidence that he's the guy who can take this lineup that is kind of cap constrained and turn this into a winner or retool to become a winner in like two to three years. I don't think people really see that. Yeah. And I think, as you said before, to really put this team over the top and to move the needle, it's going to require your jam to be very, very creative this offseason, right? It's not like last year where this was a team that had 
a disappointing exit against the Islanders. That was a team that I think a lot of people thought could go on a deep run. So you go into that year, uh, that off season, got a whole bunch of cap space. And like, all right, we can really add to this roster, get creative and didn't move the needle. Did it like they kind of allocated a lot of that cap space into guys that either need to be moved now or didn't do nearly enough to impact this roster. And now you're in an even tougher spot where guys are a year older. You've got Mashand and, and McAvoy and Grizzly who are going to be on the shelf. Again, Bergeron still should be a legit top six center, a top, you know, first line center, but still you need more help there. Yeah, you need him to be, but you still need more help along the way. So whether that's, again, you know, subtracting guys from the NHL roster or, you know, what this team desperately needs is one of those kind of a situation what Colorado did in the past, right? Where it's either signing guys on value deals who end up being fantastic or it's, you know, fleecing a team in a trade where it's, you know, you see it from all these teams that accelerate or, or take another step in the right direction, whether it's like the, Z- the Zibanejad trade with New York, or you look at like how like Colorado had, you know, got Devon for what was essentially two second round picks cadre trade. Like all these teams have accelerated or, or taken a big step forward off of being creative, identifying guys that they can target that they can add to this roster. And that's what you're going to have to do if you're the Bruins. It's going to, it can't just be spending away into contention. Uh, you tried doing that last year, it did not work out. And now you don't have any uh, fiscal flexibility to do that. So it's going to require Don Sweeney to be, you know, trying to hit a home run with a couple of moves, right? I don't think even if, let's say you free up a whole bunch of cap space, you trade uh, Craig Smith and Mike Riley and all these guys, and then you just sign Kadri. That's great. Like you got a one scene, a two C, but you still need scoring depth, right? Like, you know, it's whether that's finding guys with value, like, like a Mason Marchman or something like that, or, or other guys that, um, you know, that can impact this roster that aren't going to require you to allocate 5 million, 6 million in addition to whatever, let's say a guy like Kadri will cost you. It's going to require Don Sweeney and his staff to do a pretty deep dive and really kind of get creative here. And, have we seen that in the past? Like, I think the last time we saw like Don Sweeney get super creative was when, uh, you know, he added John Moore's contract to the Lindholm deal. We were like, they got money to add a forward. Good forward thinking move. What's another domino? And nothing happened. So a little concerning because, again, it's not nearly as easy. It's, it's tough in and of itself to build a contender. But when you look at kind of the parameters and the restrictions in place with this team right now, just in terms of the cap space, it makes it that much tougher. See, I have a weird feeling. There's one thing the Bruins uh, prospect pool has in droves, and that is third and fourth line talent. And I think ultimately, and maybe this is the direction they should have went last year, but ultimately I think they are going to uh, look at this year and say, we're going to put Oscar Steen down there. We're going to put Mark McLaughlin. We're going to do youth movement, so to speak, Trent Frederick in the bottom six. Now that would require, uh, that would require buying out Nick Felino, and, you know, maybe dealing Thomas Nosek and things like that. But I think that's ultimately what's going to end up happening. Not the safest bet in the world. That's what ends up happening. I, I can't tell the future all the time. When I talk about a really safe bet, I'm talking about my good friends over at bet online, our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including major league baseball scores. NHL futures, NBA futures. You want to bet on next year's Stanley Cup odds? The Bruins actually are tied for ninth. They are between like between nine and 11. They're, uh, it's 18 to one odds. Bruins 
uh, wild and blues all have the same Stanley cup odds. So if you want to go bet on the Bruins, you think that's a safe bet. You go do so. They also have the latest fighting news and events uh, and even next season's uh, early NFL futures as well. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Again, promo code CLNS50, bet online, where the game stats, where stats. the game stats. So speaking of things starting, uh, there is reports from Steve Conroy uh, late last week. He, he said hearing David Quinn was scheduled to meet with Bruins ownership yesterday. He said this on the 26th. Uh, not sure if any other candidates advanced that far. So seems like David Quinn is the favorite to be the next head coach of the Bruins. Again, at the time of recording, this is not confirmed. Uh, he is not officially the head coach. Did something just drop, Connor? I hope that nothing. No, no, news no I'm okay. just thinking of the fact that last week I, for Poke the Bear, I did a solo pod where it was like, I let off in the first 10 minutes of it. We're like, well, you know, it's a solo pod. Evan's, you know, soaking up the sun out in the Cape, but good thing nothing's going on. So we have nothing. Let's just do a mailbag and we'll just sort through everything. And then later that day is when the Bergeron news came out. And I was like, yes, shit. So, no, there's no news report yet. We'll see what happens when this podcast yeah. finally drops. But as of right now, we are good, Evan. Hoping that it stays the same just for the podcast sake. As you listeners know, we struggle a lot when, when news comes out and we're like, shoot, do we just record a whole new episode? Obviously, you guys know that happened a few weeks ago with the Cassidy news. Anyways, uh, David Quinn is the favorite. Now, uh, it's funny this kind of sums up this episode in the sense that, you know, for a while we've said that we don't know what direction the Bruins are going in. When I look at this direction, right, Sweeney at the helm, Bergeron back, David Quinn as head coach, I just go, meh, cool. I don't know. Like, it's a, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. That, is, that They are not cup contenders. We've said this in the East. I don't see any other team that wasn't in the playoff race this year except maybe Philadelphia that unseats them in the wild card. So I think they are somewhat of a safe-ish bet to be a wildcard team again, given the roster, given that, you know, they get hot in the second half. Obviously, they'll have a new coach this year, so maybe they won't. Um, but I look at David Quinn and I kind of see the embodiment of it, right? Solid coach, not an upgrade over Cassidy on paper, at least. I mean, nothing really hints at that. The only maybe advantage he has is I know in New York, he was fairly solid with younger players. Um, it was more the vets kind of lost the room, that sort of thing, which is kind of concerning coming into this situation. But I just look at that and I go, that's not really an upgrade, but it's not terrible. You didn't go out and hire like Dave Lewis, right? Like Quinn is Quinn's fine, you know, whatever. Um, but I mean, you look at even like Quinn in 2020, 2021 with the Rangers, like this a very similar roster to the one that went to the Eastern conference final this year, went 27 and 23 with him. They, they missed out on the playoffs. Um, and I just look at those things and I go, how do you get excited about that if you're a Bruins fan? How do you feel confidence in this? Again, there's no, the direction is just kind of, let's run it back again. And I think that annoys people and that doesn't really progress you at all. It gets you playoff ticket sales, which like, yay, another first round exit. Woo. But I just don't see the benefit of that in the long term or quite honestly, even the short term. Yeah. It's kind of the same with like, Bergeron coming back to this team and, you know, making any other moves, it doesn't really move the needle. Right. I, I think in terms of what you're looking for and sure 
Bergeron coming back and, and them wanting to try to run it back. They're trying to contend. That's the goal of this season. But that being said, if, if you're going into this kind of new stage in terms of, sure, you still have Bergeron, but you're trying to incorporate younger players, you're, you're probably going to have to uproot some of this supporting cast next year just in order to tinker with that roster. Why not go with, again, a younger coach that, one, you'll be able to work better with the younger players, and two, at least offers a fresher voice than a guy who's, you know, I'm not saying Quinn's bounced around the NHL because it's only had one head coaching job, but he's not a guy that necessarily, as you said, excites a fan base or a completely fresh new voice like a guy such as Spencer Codberry or Jeff Halpern or even like Jay Leach, who I think people are like, younger guy, connects with younger players, sure, but he's still in the organization for a while but i still think that's even different than maybe a guy like quinn where yeah it's one of those ones where if you're already you know firing bruce cassidy and the whole emphasis is a new voice and a fresh start and, and trying to really shake things up why not go for again a, a, maybe a guy who's less proven but has a higher ceiling than someone like quinn who kind of know what you're gonna get and like could he be better than he was in new york sure you know guys do better with second chances look at bruce cassidy uh who again paid his dues at a much longer rate. I was going to say Cassidy had 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he, he was in quite the bit of a, of a, you know, stuck waiting for a new job to open up, but kind of paid his dues. Um, But still, I think if you're the Bruins and you're trying to, you know, get that new voice and really kind of shake things up, I'd much rather go for, you know, a younger guy that, you know, you could hit a home run on as opposed to someone like Quinn who, yeah, you know, maybe it'll work. Maybe not like, Different than Cassidy, sure, but I feel like rolling with Quinn with the same roster that you pretty much have right now doesn't really do anything for me. At the very at the worst, it's you're pretty much bringing back the same roster with a worse coach, which I don't really know how that moves the needle, Evan. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And now uh, Elliot Friedman had said on his 32 Thoughts podcast after uh, Game 6 Cup finally said that um, he was talking about the Lightning assistants interviewing for jobs, Jeff Halpern and Derek Lalonde. We've you've mentioned Halpern a ton in the past bunch of weeks. You've turned a lot of people on to that idea. Um, and, you know, Friedman mentioned that, you know, he didn't the Bruins are going to do second round interviews this current week. Uh, they could interview those guys, but I don't think they're the overwhelming favorites. That was kind of the vibe he gave. Like they might talk to them, but might not, you know, wouldn't surprise them. But it's you know, it's not like overwhelming favorites or anything. Uh, the tough part is, you know, who also needs a new head coach right now, the Detroit Red Wings. And you know who runs the Detroit Red Wings? Stevie Y. And who do you think hired Lalonde and Jeff Halpern in Tampa Bay? Stevie Y. So that's a difficult thing that the Bruins are going to have to deal with. If they really wanted Halpern, why would he not go to Detroit with the mastermind who hired him back in Tampa? Right? Like, so the, and again, that's not really the Bruins' fault. I can't sit here and like rag on the Bruins for that being the case, um, but that makes it harder to get a guy like that. Now Carberry is an interesting one, and again, like I, I keep and maybe this is me just in the moment type thing, but I think it would almost be more respectful or respectable, right? They fire Cassidy, bad decision, whatever, right? But then you say, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna shoot for the moon. We're gonna shoot for a, guy, a younger guy with a ton of potential, a Carberry, right? Carberry comes in. Let's say he does terrible. Right. Let's say he's awful. You almost have respect for the fact that they were like, you know what? They went, they kind of went bold. They went like full balls to the wall on this. Quinn isn't that safe pick. And I, again, it doesn't seem like an upgrade at all. And again, he could come in here and coach them to the second place spot 
in the Atlantic. Like that could happen. But I'm just saying on paper, the way it looks, I don't really see that taking place. And with this, by the way, it's not like he's being handed a great roster either. He's handed a cap constrained roster that uh, has a boatload of injuries to open the season to key players mixed with the fact that a lot of these guys are going to be leaving and have been leaving in recent years. So I don't look at this and go like, that's a really exciting opportunity. Um, and he's not going to be exactly handed a great, you know, deal of cards uh, here. So I just look at the Quinn thing and I just kind of go, huh? Eh, could have done a lot better with that hire. By the way, they have not hired him yet. <laughs> like if they hire someone else, we can sit here and be like, yeah, this was all for nothing in a sense, but it feels like he's the favorite. Um, I don't know. You covered him. Did you cover him at BU at all? I did. Yes. Covered him and for I, a year, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And good you told me once, he, you told me uh, once, you told me once he actually got mad at you, punched you in the face, threw you on the ground. It was pretty uh, graphic. I mean, it was a stupid question by you, but it was, it was uh, yeah, dumb, dumb questioning. So it happens. But no, I mean, like when, yeah, when Quinn was <laughs> That's there. That's not be, true. It didn't happen. Yes. Then, yes. Uh, <laughs> when Quinn was there, though, I mean, Good college coach connected with the young, the younger players, obviously. I mean, Charlie McAvoy and Mac was like still kind of sing his praises. Um, charismatic guy. Like, I feel like, you know, probably be good for the media because he's a, you know, a guy that will give you a good sound bite and it's good, you know, talking. It's not like, you know, wouldn't be torts, but even then, like, I feel like even torts is better than I think the worst case scenario, which is just a very boring coach where it's just, yes doesn't tell you the goalie and then it's nothing, you know, the same cliched responses. So he's not that, um, maybe that, you know, maybe, Oh, maybe he's just a good interview. Who knows? But I, I think he does have value, uh, but not, I think for this current team in terms of what you're looking for, especially when I think you just look at, yes, this is a team that's still trying to win. It's still anchored by this veteran core that's been here for a decade, but if you're firing Bruce Cassidy and you're trying to really switch things up, why not, as you said, shoot for the moon for a younger guy that if it doesn't work out, you did your best. So like you, you aim, you went for it, right. As opposed to, this isn't like some team where it's like the avalanche two, three years ago, where it's like, all right, put in a young coach and they're going to build towards it. And they're probably going to win a cup in the next couple of years. Like this team that, you know, you're trying to get the right pieces that fit. You're trying to find someone that brings a new voice that can really switch things up. And that's why, I think you look at a guy like Cobbery, sure, everyone talks about he's 40. Uh, he's done a, a great job everywhere he's gone with working with younger players, but he also did pretty good working with a, a Toronto power play that has Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mike, uh, not Mike Riley, Morgan Riley, Nylander, Moner, all those guys. Worked with a pretty elite crew there and kind of completely switched that unit around and they bought into it and worked out pretty well for them. So it's not to say that Cobbery is just a guy that you only should hire if you're trying to bring a youth movement in. Um, so yeah, it's one of those ones where Quinn would not surprise me, but I feel like if you've already made kind of that one drastic leap with, with firing Cassidy with this team, might as well, you know, actually make that jump and, and try to get a younger coach. that can really kind of switch things up here. And again, I look at even the one thing I think you can prove with Quinn is it, it kind of uh, supports what I said earlier about the fact that I foresee them looking at the bottom six this year and saying, we're going to try a lot of things, whether it be Frederick in their full time, Steen, McLaughlin, Stanika, like, I think it's going to be that. And I think they want, and Sweeney, because those are a lot of Sweeney's guys, wants Quinn in there to support those guys. Because we know, we all know that if Bruce Cassidy was given those as his lines, <laughs> they would not have much room for error. They just wouldn't. Like, that was a common thing. 
I think Quinn will, that would be his thing. That would be Quinn's like goal is to fix those guys. I think Sweeney kind of expects him to quote unquote, fix those guys into full-time NHLers. That doesn't maximize the window. And it also doesn't really maximize the future window either, because those guys don't have a high ceiling. Those guys are all fairly certain bottom six guys, which is fine, which is totally fine. But you don't center your decision making for the team around that. You right. don't. And so that that's the only like benefit I can see of a, of a Quinn administration um, coming in and doing those things are just kind of impacting the younger guys in the bottom six. So I don't know. Who knows? I would assume we'll hear more this week about uh, the head coaching search, probably. Uh, maybe the general manager as well. Uh, Bergeron will probably get announced later in the week, I would imagine. Um, I would hope so. I'm going on yeah. vacation next week, Evan, so I'm quite <laughs> nervous. And I'm seeing just days and days of like news that I know is going to happen, and it's not getting announced yet. So I agree. I hope it's, I hope it's later this week you get some yes. actual clarity, Evan. Yes. Well, see, the issue was I was out at the, I was out on vacation and I would be at the beach and I would be away from my phone for like 45 minutes, two hours at a time. And I'd be thinking to myself, like a thought would pop in my head and I'd be like, I hope they haven't done anything. I really hope that nothing's dropped. I hope there's nothing that has come out because I would got a four and a half hour flight on uh, on Monday. And I know last time I took a flight on vacation, I was going to Las Vegas last year in the middle of the flight. Kevin Miller retired and Brandon Kylo signed the contract extension within like 40 minutes of each other. It was right. dastardly. So <laughs> I'll do my like usual tweet where I'll tweet from like looking out the airplane window being like, Hey guys, like heads up. And then everyone will know that news is about to break. So yes, yes. You're, you're the, you're the, uh, the point man on that. You kind yes. of get the ball rolling. The dominoes go into effect. Once you go, happy to, happy once to play a pot. Once you're in the air. Anyways, Connor, what can the people look forward to from you over at Boston sports journal? Yeah, we're going to have uh, coverage as soon as this actual news drops. Uh, hopefully this week we'll have In you covered air. every yes, we'll have you covered every step of the way. Yeah, we'll do a podcast from the JetBlue flight. Yes. Just piss off everyone in the Everyone cabin. just say fuck everyone on that Every, flight. Everyone's <laughs> just going to listen to listen to all of my ad reads. It'll be great. Uh, but we'll have all the breakdowns of whatever, you know, drops this week and in the coming weeks with coaching search, Bergeron, free agency, the drafts coming up, all that stuff will be over at BSJ. So please subscribe at bostonsportsjournal.com. Want to follow me on Twitter? You can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins Beat listeners have a great rest of your week.